0: Welcome to the nifty podcast presented by Partyfish media a showcase of the best emerging filmmakers under the age of 25 from all over the world film starts here at nifty 2022 in seattle washington uh, my name is kevin connor i'm one of the senior programmers uh, for this year's festival and we have an exciting episode this week uh, we've got a filmmaker in studio at the festival to talk about their film uh, can we get you know your name what you did on your film and your film's title please
1: yeah of course uh, my name is nia jaraj i am the director and co-writer of meow or never uh, a stop-motion animation comedy musical
0: film amazing thank <laughs> you for taking the time today We're, i'm i'm personally very excited to to dive into to this one as you are, have already said it's a lot of things at once which yeah. is exciting but can you maybe give a a uh, little bit of like a synopsis or a little summary or teaser of Meow or Never in case maybe the listeners haven't had a chance to see it quite yet.
1: Sure. Meow or Never is a film about a cat astronaut, a cat that's an astronaut if you will, um, who goes out into the galaxy in search of the meaning of life and she chances upon a planet where she discovers a space pup instead and things don't go according to her plan. Uh, like I said, it's a it's a stop motion, it's a musical, it's a comedy, It's a, there's a little bit of dark comedy in there as well. It's a mix of everything that I love, essentially.
0: And I, I want to get to each one of those points, because okay. like you <laughs> said, there's so many different facets to Mia or Never. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to kind of start with the beginning of your film. There's a song very early on in the film mm-hmm. that has been stuck in my head for weeks at this point, uh, but your film played in the opening night screening of Nifty of this yes. year in the festival, and it was the first film that played in opening night. So, yeah, it's kinda, such an honor. It, yeah, it, that's good to hear. Um, we're <laughs> excited to play it. Uh, it kind of sets the tone for like the screening and, and kicks off the festival. Mm-hmm. And, and that first song, if you want to talk a little bit about maybe the songwriting process or how you decided to make that the intro. Yeah. It's like this song where the castronaut is mm-hmm. not it's not immediately clear that it's a musical. Yeah. And then all of a sudden breaks into the song and yeah. it's very like invigorating, I think, mm-hmm. as a viewer.
1: Yeah, I mean I just wanted to get into the like I wanted to start off the film with a bang. So I from the get go I knew that Uh, I needed to convey to the audience it's a musical. Get ready, like, strap your seatbelts on. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I did have some difficulty in the beginning uh, while I was writing the film because I didn't have really any anything to work off of in the sense of like references of uh, short animation films that have like three to four songs in the mix in, in the duration of the film. And so I was like, how do I do this? Uh, How am I gonna navigate this process? Because I wanted that ebb and flow of different um, musical um, uh, pieces in the duration of the film. So I had this amazing composer uh, called Cora Miron, we worked uh, back and forth on all the um music in the film uh the starting song essentially like i would write the lyrics of what i wanted to convey and she would uh put forth a melody and then we would go back and forth over several months just fine-tuning that and making sure that it was conveying what it was supposed to convey in terms of energy emotion um and where the highs would be in that song and uh as you know at the end of the song the title comes on meow or never and we have a little meow at the end (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, all of that was um you know it was a collaboration between my composer and also my sound designer harry parsons
0: it it sets the tone for like the rest of the the short right because um like you said it's not a sung through musical there there's like three or four songs Mm. um in the entire thing, and so viewing it the couple times I've seen it, in my experience, after you know, after that first song ends with that title card that you mentioned, mm-hmm. you, the audience is kind of like, like leaning forward in their seats because the unit they know that you know the space pup or the astronaut they can, any of them can break into song at any time, mm-hmm. and so you kind of toying. It feels like you might be like working with that the rest of the film. Is is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Agree on that count. Like. um Uh, You know, I wanted, like, the cat to have... um, Her name's Poocha, actually. It means um, cat in my mother tongue, which is Malayalam. Um, So Poocha, the cat, and uh, Blip, the space pup, I wanted their energies to feel very different. One is obviously more... Um, you know, ambitious and introverted, and me, me, me. That's all she cares about. And then there's a space pup who's like happy-go-lucky and um, very bright and playful. And uh, yeah, I wanted to kind of embody that in the music as well.
0: Definitely, I think that I think that comes through. Um, they're both in the music and the dialogue in the film as a whole like I know we've been talking a lot about space pups and castronauts and, mm. <laughs> and, and musicals, but the film really has this backbone of like big questions big ideas like striving for meaning in life mm. both like very literally and then you know at different levels throughout the characters in, mm. in the film um, Can you talk a little bit about you know where those ideas come from? Are they things that, you know, you're thinking about while you're writing these that you, or that you have questioned or sought in the past? Or mm-hmm. are these th- just the character's thoughts of Pucha and Blip?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for that question. I think um, the film essentially is like a kooky amalgamation of my existential angst that is still currently ongoing. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and, you know, my love of stop motion. So... Uh, I feel like when I pitched the film, essentially at the school, this was made at the National Film and Television School in the UK. Um, you're supposed to pitch your ideas to like the different disciplines of uh, filmmaking, which are which are like the editors, the sound designers, composers, all the different yeah, all the different students. And while I was pitching it, and I was talking about these two characters, I remember uh, someone saying that they felt like the two characters felt like me, but like two different parts of mm-hmm. me. Cause um, these are all my friends, obviously. Like they know me for a whole year. It's a two-year program, and so um, yeah, I think it's like there's a a lot of uh, elements of me in both of the characters. Like oh, like Pucha, I feel, is always questioning, which I'm always doing. Um, like, why are we here? What are we? Why are we doing what we're doing? Uh, is it all a simulation? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like just like um i don't know why why i have these questions but i'm always in search of the answers and i feel like there are no answers and you know it's just you just and that's that's where blip comes in the space pup um where she's just embracing life and and friendships and connections and just she doesn't want to know anything else that's that's you know that's enough for her and that's a side of me too like you know, I love um, my friends, my family, and I care deeply about them, and um, I think that's that's enough for me too, <laughs> yeah.
0: When 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 you're thinking about all these questions, big ideas, whether mm. it's Foochers or Blips, um, outlook on my that are, like the two different sides, maybe a view, um, is there any hesitancy, like putting that onto a film that's gonna be screened in front of people? Is there any sort of like, do you feel any sort of, like, reticence against that? Or mm. is it is it just, you know, I get to work on this with my friends and, and this is just so rewarding? Or a mix of the two?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like with filmmaking, it's like a part of you... Well, a film is essentially you. And when you make it and you put it out there for people to see, there can be praise, but there's also, like, criticisms. And sometimes I feel like... The criticisms really feel like a reflection of you when you mm-hmm. when you hear it, um, and I, I feel like I am always um, trying to make that distinction between this is me and that's my film and that exists by itself and that's open to criticism, but it shouldn't um, it shouldn't be something that's um, that I should pin on myself that you know oh if if the film I made is bad it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm bad right. you know so there was a bit of a fear of like. Essentially, putting all your secrets and your deepest thoughts and worries uh, onto um, onto the film, um, but I'm I'm glad I did it. I, I think it's cathartic in a sense, and um, I I want people to hear my voice, and you know, yeah. I, I'll take the good and the bad.
0: For sure, for sure. And <laughs> yeah. I think that like kind of vulnerability comes through, and at least my experience, like, I mean, had really good um reaction and opening night in mm. that theater. Um it, I think people connect with that vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. On top of the catchy songs and the great yeah. animation and all that stuff. So I think that comes through. Yeah. Um which is great. Um I do want to talk a little bit about the animation, both like mm. the different styles and you know where if you come from stop motion in the past, if that was something new for this project, and then Talk me through the other various. I think there's a couple of different animation styles yeah. besides just straight stop motion. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I had dabbled with stop motion before, but I never made a film of this um, ambition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I, I essentially like I, you know, applied to the school because I heard that it was really good uh, for making a stop motion film, and I had. Prior to that, I was working at a stop-motion animation studio in Goa, India, where we were working for a Canadian TV show. And while I was animating, I was like, oh, I want to make my own film. Like, I I want the whole film to be a stop-motion animation. So I applied to the school. I luckily got in. I don't know how. It's really tough to get in that school. Um, And then, yeah, with, uh, with Meow or Never, like, the the puppets all of it was made by amazing student model makers at the school so prior to that like the my previous experiences with stop motion where it's just me and like playing around with puppets i made it myself it's not the best i'm not the best craftsman um but uh, the model makers did such a beautiful job on these characters like i Um, Me and my production designer, Ann Kutzer, we sat down and we were um, like designing the puppets and um, we would give them over to the model makers Mm -hmm. and they'd make like a maquette, I think it's called. And then they would um, build like an armature. And in terms of like the stop motion animation itself, um, I spent like seven to eight months in a dark room with like hot... Light sets on the set in front of me, and it's just me and the puppets, and it's it's very intense. I would say I think when you uh, you almost enter into a state of flow. I think when you start animating and you're just like moving the characters one you know frame by frame at a time. Um, It it can be it's very like I said it's very cathartic, but I think it can also be quite taxing when you do it for such a long time. Uh, I think people don't understand that how time consuming and painstaking animation is, but you know, the end result is amazing and it's all worth it in the end, I think. Um, And with uh, the 2D animation, that wasn't essentially done on the computer, but each frame was drawn, hand drawn, um, on this software called TV Paint. And um, me and this fellow animator, um, Amy Fitzpatrick, we sat together and we did all of that. (laughs)
0: it's yeah. <laughs> fine. it seems like a very, like, the extremes of filmmaking. Like, filmmaking is always, like, collaborative and, and not in certain areas. Yeah. You talk about, like, being alone in a room for seven months under yeah. hot lights. That's, like, one end of, the, of that spectrum and the other being, like, you know, exchanging emails with your composer back yeah. and forth and, and getting the song exactly right. Like, is it tough to switch between those or do you enjoy all the whole kind of spectrum of that?
1: Um I think, through the process of this film, I discovered what it was like to be a good director um or even just a director because I'd never made something of this scale before i'd always been working on my own, doing everything on my own essentially i didn't i feel like um in the earlier stages of my um, education and animation. I would just be just me. It's just uh, solace, solace, solipsism, I think it's called. Yeah. Or it's just me, and um, uh, I don't trust anybody else. I'm just gonna make it my own thing. But after this process, like I really, honestly feel like because of everyone else's hard work, and you know they all pull their weights, um, they put everything into the film, and the film was made all the more better for it you know I and balancing everything like like you said like being alone for long extended periods of time and then coming out of that and like trying to collaborate with the editor in one room and the composer in another room and like rushing back and forth across the school grounds mm-hmm. um, yeah that was a learning experience <laughs> it wasn't easy to switch the, your mindset like that but yeah
0: I want I have one more question on me on never and then I want to talk about like your like filmmaking arc career and yeah. and that as like from a, a bigger picture perspective mm-hmm. um but miarner and I don't want to give anything away but there are a lot of these different creatures let's say on these planets that that blip and pooja are are going to is there like a lore or like a like a story behind particularly there are maybe there's maybe like a couple marshmallow people uh (laughs) is there like like why choose these creatures they work great they're wonderful i love them yeah yeah but like is there a particular reason for that like or is it like kooky or like talk to me about that
1: um yeah so there i mean we had a lot more uh weird and kooky characters that had their own meaning of life answers in the film. Uh, the the birds, for one, mm-hmm. they think that food is the meaning of life, and who's to say that that's not wrong, right? It's it's their meaning of life. And then there's the there are the marshmallows who are you know who believe that the fire god is um, is the be all end all you know of their existence. That's their meaning of life. Um, entering the fire is like achieving self-actualization. Um, <laughs> so I kind of wanted to like play around with um, the different definitions of life for different <laughs> characters, and um, it could also. I feel like it also reflects humans. Like we all have different, you know, um, meaning of lives, and it's it's who's to say well, who's wrong and who's right at the end of the day. It's like if you value it and you you have um yeah if you have a passion for it then that's what's right for you
0: 100 percent. although i might be with the birds on the food thing but <laughs> but thank you that was a really good answer um uh you mentioned that my ever is your first project like on this scale a mm. couple times mm-hmm. um can you talk to us about when you knew you wanted to make films or a film, um, and then, you know, bridge the gap between that moment and, and getting to meowing, you know, or getting to, to that school.
1: Right. Um, so I grew up drawing a lot and writing a lot, and um, I would doodle in class when I would be... I, I'd have to be doing math, and I would, insta- I would doodle instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had... I mean, I have lovely parents and my grandpa who supported me since the beginning, since I was like five or something. So I've always wanted to like um, go into the arts um, since a young age. And when I was 13 or 14, I think I was like, I want to be um, feature film animation director someday. And um, how do I do that? How do I go about doing that? And so I researched a lot. and. I decided to go to this um, really amazing design school in India, and uh, just to provide a little bit of context, I'm Indian, but I've never lived in India prior to uh, 18. Age 18. Um, I grew up in Jakarta, Indonesia, until I was 13, and then I moved to Dubai, and then I was in Dubai from 13 to 18, and then so I decided to go back to my roots and decided to study film and design in the National Institute of Design in India. And I was there for like four years and um yeah I, I learned like the basics of animation there it was amazing like um getting to like relearn my culture and um just animation as well and um and i I feel like uh, throughout this like throughout the years like I just kept um I'm still in that you know I'm still in that journey I'm not a feature film director yet but at someday I hope to be.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well on your way with me now, right say. <laughs> Thank
1: you. Um,
0: that, that is so interesting. Are there like throughout that process and currently, are there works of art that like you particularly influence you or inspire you? It Doesn't have to necessarily be movies. Mm. Um, but do you go back to anything repeatedly to that you know get, gets you creatively going or something?
1: Hmm. Um. I really like horror, um, and I do want to make a film, like a horror film someday. (laughs) Uh, I love Haunting of Hill House. I don't know if you've Mm -hmm. seen it. I have, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that was great filmmaking, and um, the director did a great job. Uh, And um, what else? I I used to watch a lot of horror in my teenage years. Um, But I also love uh, Adventure Time by Pendleton Ward um, on Cartoon Network. That's definitely a source of inspiration. Um, I grew up watching a lot of Disney, Mm -hmm. so I think that musical stems from that, you know, big Disney princess person. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, I think, and Pixar too, like one of my favorite films is Toy Story. I think it's such good filmmaking, and um, you know, it doesn't feel dated, even though 3D animation, like now it's so far ahead. But when you watch it, you don't see it for its flaws, you see it for its strong narrative.
0: Yeah, such a good story, Yeah,
1: right? yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Very, very cool. Um, how long has it been since you completed Meow or Never? Has it been a little while?
1: Um, yeah, it's been almost two years, I think.
0: Okay, so, yeah. so seven months in a room animating yes. the motion, uh, Complete it, two years later, the screen's at mm-hmm. Nifty. I'm always curious, like, when I talk with filmmakers, if when they watch their movies that they've already watched a million times, because you made it and you know every frame of it, especially mm-hmm. you and animation and all this stuff. If, if coming back two years later, that's then repeated viewing, do you view the movie the same way? Like, do you mm. view Miara Never the same way? Or the different because it's maybe it's on a big screen or maybe it's with strangers instead of your friends Mm. and et cetera or it could be the same you'd see the same stuff reminds you of all the the collaboration and, and effort you put in
1: yeah um yeah, well, first of all, uh, it was actually 14 months making that film. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the first seven months was for pre-production mm-hmm. writing, and we have to storyboard and then make an animatic. And wow. there was a lot of back and forth with the tutors. Um, and then seven months of that was actually animating. <laughs> um, but in terms of, like, watching it, you know, after so long, um, it's so wild to me because, like, this is the first time I'm in the US, actually, for Nifty. And I feel so grateful and honored that I get to come here with my film and represent my film and, you know, my amazing cast and crew. And it's been such a warm, welcoming reception that opening night. Um, I was floored by the <laughs> by the applause. And it felt so nice because, you know, you're in the, in the pandemic. Essentially, I graduated into the pandemic. Um, I didn't really get to have an experience like this with, you know, an audience watching it in real time with me and experiencing it with me um so i felt like i felt like the love from the audience while i was sitting there with everyone um and i was moved and um i was you know i was laughing along with everyone else it felt like i was watching someone else's film (laughs) (laughs) i I think i kind of took a step back like oh i don't know who made that but okay (laughs) um it felt so nice yeah
0: that's good and we're we're obviously honored and grateful that you're able to one like let us screen your movie, but also that you get to attend and have those moments And yeah. Nifty. So we're really happy that you, you came out um, mm. and had such a, a good, sounds like, good experience. Yeah, on, it's on the been opening so night. good, yeah. Um, is there uh, anything, like, when audience members leave the theater, is there anything you hope that they're thinking about after seeing Meow yeah or Never? Mm. Anything in particular?
1: Um, I hope they're like humming along to the songs. (laughs) Um, and I hope that it leaves them feeling happy. And, you know, if I get someone to laugh, I feel like at the end of the day, I did a good job as a filmmaker because that's all I want. I just want to make someone's day or to be impactful in in some sense. It may be on the big scale of like, you know, I don't know, um, impacting change, um, in the sense of like uh, well i made this film recently um uh for water aid and that was for this charity um to encourage people to donate um so that everyone all around the world gets equal access to drinking water and so that was a short 2d animation as well and that um it really the film really benefited the charity it uh drove up sales and like donations by like 18% or something wow. and um, that was wild to me like when the stats were shown and I was like wow like the impact of media amazing mm-hmm. um, yeah I feel like you can cause real change in the in the world through films and but at the end of the day a laugh is also very good so yeah
0: <laughs> you got a bunch I yeah. know you got them on the programming team and you got them <laughs> in the opening night so it sounds like you're on, on a good path there um, is uh, if people want to check out, you know, other films by you or maybe future work or keep up with you maybe an animated feature in the future oh, amazing. is yeah, there anything that. on that they can find you online on or keep up with you
1: yeah uh, you can find me at on instagram at n-e-e-j underscore niche underscore art essentially and um, you can follow meow or never as well it's called meow or never film uh, on instagram and there's underscores between all the different uh, letters
0: <laughs> Love it. I, I'm so excited for other people to, to see it, like, all over online, meow whenever, and yeah, Never and all your other work, whenever.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, thank you so much, Kevin, for, like, um, your appreciation for the film. I really appreciate that, <laughs> and that you even selected it. You know, it just means a lot.
0: So, of course. I mean, I feel lucky to, you know, have seen the film, and and thank you for making it, creating mm-hmm. it out of nothing. Uh, a lot of laughs, and... Uh, uh, I know I'm humming the songs still, so <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> you can take some, some uh, solace in that. Um, and uh, thank you for, for listening. Um, for more information on Nifty 2022 or upcoming events, uh, the talented youth, uh, and more emerging filmmakers, check out nifty.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter at NFFTY or on Instagram and TikTok at Nifty film. For more podcasts from Party Fish Media, search Party Fish Media wherever you listen to podcasts or check out our website at partyfish.media. Party Fish Media.